Hi, dear listener. Zach here. I'm proud of the work we did on Call of Discovery and Keyforge Public Radio, and last year I took my love of podcasts full-time with my company, Rooster High Productions. If you know someone with a business who wants to broadcast their expertise through podcasts and derived social media marketing, send them my way to Zach at RoosterHigh.com. Thank you so much. Welcome to Call of Discovery, the podcast where we invite you on a journey into the crucible for a weekly or fortnightly or sometimes on a weekend celebration of all things Keyforge, its community, and the excitement of actual Keyforge news. I am your co-host, Zach Armstrong. Somehow, still here, my algorithm isn't broken. I am here with Ed Pocock. How are you, Ed? I'm doing very well, Zach. I'm doing very well. My algorithm is is fighting fighting on all cylinders as well. That's great. Uh, so Ed, uh, we we one of our core tenants is is doing more uh, as much as we can, kind of timeless uh, timeless episodes where we talk about things that uh, are going to be listenable to way in the future. Uh, I think this will be, but it's a bit different. We're going to release off our regular schedule because uh, we have, unfortunately, we had some bad keyforge news. We've had some good keyforge news, so we wanted to jump in. Uh, here this weekend and let you all uh, just know where we're at with it and what's going to be happening with Call of Discovery. So Ed, let's let's start let's start with the the bad news. So um, there was a major mess up at FFG. You wanna you wanna go over the the basics of that? Yeah, and I I, I mean there's no easy way to say this. It's going to come I think difficult. Yeah, it's going to be difficult to hear for for all of our listeners. Um, and that's the the. FFG for for some reason, um, mm. one one can only assume insanity, have decided to bring back House Mars. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. I mean, <sighs> what what can I say? House Mars is going to be in set six. I just don't. I just don't understand. I don't. I don't know what's 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 come over them. Really, to be honest with you, We've- Zach. We we've got to start recording in the same room somehow. The plane tickets will be worth it, just so I can unplug your microphone more quickly in the future. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I like I'm I'm halfway through the ticket buying process now to come to, to come right over there. Well, I'm not allowed in the U.S. at the moment <laughs> because, uh, like House Mars, I probably come with a uh, a lot of um, a lot of gremlins. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> You can't uh, trust those well, Martians, Zach. You can't trust oh those Martians. Gosh. They've gone and broke the algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, Ed's Ed's uh, extreme uh, extreme prejudice aside, uh, if you're listening to this, you have likely read the blog post by FFG titled "Down but Not Out," which breaks several pieces of Keyforge news altogether. Um, and of course, one of the big ones is that the algorithm that makes Keyforge decks is broken or inoperable in some way. So they are unable to generate any new decks 
And thus, for that reason, Keyforge is going on hiatus until they can rebuild it from the ground up and start making new decks again. Uh, definitely, right up front, just want to acknowledge this news really stinks. I'm sure all the FFG staff in and around this thing are also very down about this. And of course, as fans of the game, wow, that really stinks. I've certainly been on a roller coaster myself, having read all the news in the post and, and just reflecting on this. So, Yeah, it, it's tough. But there is good news, Zach, and that is that House Mars will indeed rotate out in a future set again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, we have two two pieces of good news. Um, and this is aside from, I think, the good news that we have a, a really open, honest and unusually transparent post for what is ostensibly a very large company. Um, and that that is that, first of all, we've got the announcement of the new set of Keyforge, and uh, we're going to do a very unlike this call of discovery thing and actually talk about that. And secondly, digital Keyforge is a yes. thing. It is it coming. Is. It is real. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit as well um, after yes. we and, uh, talk about and why the, we're and why we're more confident that it's real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a a lot of things going on here. And and for me, Zach, this is kind of short-term pain for long-term gain for this game that we all love. But, Zach, first of all, we should probably put our listeners' fears aside that we at Call of Discovery are not going anywhere. You are still stuck with us for the duration of the hiatus. Um, we do not intend to go anywhere. We will continue making content uh, but our content will be fortnightly. Um, it, mm -hmm. Since episode one, we've said our content will be weekly or fortnightly. So we finally, finally are going to sort of put that put that fortnightly thing in action, and we will be producing an episode fortnightly. Yes, yeah, we are going to lean on that. We have plenty of content planned, lots of people we want to talk to about lots of interesting subjects, uh, but we are going to push that to to fortnightly just as there will be, as there has been, you know, uh, lesser Keyforge news. And uh, we don't know how long, we don't know how long that's going to be. So uh, for our sakes, we are going to spread that out and just release every two weeks uh, until uh, until we get some uh, more joyous blog posts from from FFG indicating indicating a, a return a return to the game. We're not a news orientated show though, and uh, honestly, Zach and I have this huge list of people that we'd like to interview, of things that we'd like to talk about, and we are just scratching the surface of that. So we've got a lot of exciting content coming up over the coming months, and. Uh, we hope that you'll all be just as excited about it. Although we do realize that over the coming months, a lot of us are probably going to be playing slightly less Keyforge than the months that we did before. Um, I mean, this hiatus doesn't really change that much day to day that we still have all of this amazing stuff to play with. We can still organize our own events um, and all, all of that. But, you know, even if you find yourself playing a little bit less Keyforge, Hopefully you'll still keep us in in your queue and uh, spend a bit of time with us every fortnight. <laughs> yes, even if we're just uh, your reminder that the game 
uh, is still exists and is floating out there in the aether, waiting to uh, come back uh, bigger and better. Yeah, just just uh, uh, keep us around. Uh, we'll we'll release a little slightly slower than usual, but with our our same our same gusto, our same love for the game. Um, and uh, yeah, and empathy that uh, that this does stink. Keyforge got a pandemic uh, just about a year and a half after release, and now this. Um, but if anything can survive, it's the game. That uh, is the paradigm shift for card games from the man who created the first paradigm in the first place. So, absolutely, and I think there's a lot of reasons to be hopeful about the future of Keyforge in that medium to long term. I am also going to put a bold statement out there that I think this might be a blessing in disguise in some way that actually it's a nightmare out there at the moment. Supply chains are crazy. The pandemic hasn't gone. Australia is in lockdown. Cases are super high in the US. Cases are super high in the UK as well. No one really knows if they can commit to real events or what you know what even that works about, let alone you know, when are they even going to get cards in shops and that side of things. So there's a lot going on at the moment. And it's, it's really difficult for even someone like Magic the Gathering to say, when do I release this set and how do I release it? So it might be a good opportunity for Keyforge to sort of take itself out of that. And then after all of this fades away and is a just part of our our, our scars on our, our our respective Archon decks, we can then we can then come at Keyforge and you um when there's a bit more certainty about about the world and about supply chains. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree that the the overlap is uh, a a small kindness, right? Not that not that there's anything positive uh, about the pandemic itself. It is it is hard. It is tragic. Um, I would uh, of course rather it had not happened, but we were already in a bad spot with um, uh, events and all that sort of thing with with Keyforge. So this is not changing a whole lot except pushing the next set back. Um, and I do I do want to acknowledge uh, right that um, if FFG has not done great with how it's handled communication around some of its games and what's happened to them before. So I get that. And I understand if you're very worried about the future of Keyforge after hearing this news, I think, I think that's normal. And FFG certainly hasn't built a lot of trust there, but looking at all the indicators, I personally think Keyforge is different than uh, L5R destiny Netrunner for a lot of reasons that uh, we won't enumerate here, but a lot of reasons that all point towards FFG is serious about bringing this game back. Uh, it beat Yu-Gi-Oh out for a business quarter after its release. So the wallets who just look at FFG and Asmodee as the money-making machines know that it's there. They know that this game has a real future for the fans and the people who just want it to be successful because it's their investment is a part of their investment in Asmodee and, F- and FFG. So um, all that to say, I, I don't want to be naive, but there are good reasons why I'm confident that uh, yeah, there are good reasons why I'm confident that it'll come back. Agreed, agreed. Keyforge has proven that it makes sense commercially for shareholders, which is ultimately yes. what Asmodee yes. is thinking about. Crucially, those shareholders are going to be pinching Asmodee to have a horse in the race of the TCG, uh, lucrative TCG uh, space. And that is Keyforge. 
Keyforge is their horse in that space. So I would be surprised if all of that faded away and if they didn't really make the most of that. Um, and yeah, as Zach says, we're seeing designers coming out on Twitter. We're seeing uh, the one of the art directors at, at FFG Balance Sheet, a Keyforge enthusiast himself on one of the discords, all saying, look, what I'm seeing is this company is committed to this game and making it work yeah. again. Hell, they've got everything designed up to and including set eight. So <laughs> I think yeah. we're going to be really enjoying the benefits that this design team have had so much time to make and make Keyforge perfect to further tweak those future sets. Um, we're going to see some awesome stuff when it when it really comes back into our into our homes. Yeah, I will find a way to link uh, Steve Hamilton balance sheets notes that he put up in the Sanctimonious Discord server in the comments so that or in the show notes so that if you're not on Discord, you can read those. It's very encouraging. He tells the story about when he learned and he was told about the plans, what the reaction of the kind of the rank and file was. And it was everybody's committed to Keyforge. They love making it. And they were really excited uh, to hear about the plans going forward when they were told uh, a few a few weeks back. And hey, looking at the positives of a broken deck algorithm, um, if Microsoft uh, Windows 95 had broken completely and Microsoft had to build the Windows operating system from the ground up, we might have a better operating system now. So potentially yes. this could be the future for Keyforge and it's going to be built with what we know now and what we want to do with it now and all those kind of the things that the designers have in mind that where they were maybe bumping up against the limits of the old deck building algorithm, which they've spoken about numerous times on this podcast. Um, and they can make it digital native as well uh, for this mm -hmm. new digital implementation of Keyforge. Yes. Uh, yeah. So let's let's talk about stainless games a bit. Mm. They've, they have been around since 1994. Their uh, co-founders are still working with the company. They're, uh, they have a lot of industry veterans who have been with... Uh, other uh, big successful companies or like uh, with stainless for a long time. Uh, so we've done a bit of research on them. They, they look great. They did some magic, the gathering, uh, some magic, the gathering digital implementations of which there are so many. I watched a couple of gameplay videos of those and uh, those are from 2015. So, you know, give that to Keyforge, add a couple more years of, of experience and development by this team on it. And I think I think we've got something really solid. And so uh, I I'm going to read the phrasing from the blog, Ed, and you and I have have discussed this. And yes, I'm going to read the phrasing from the blog, Ed, and then you you tell our listeners why that phrasing gives us confidence. I've heard other people be like, oh, it's so wishy washy. But in the world of business, I think this is as solid as you get. Um, so I'm going to read the phrasing. Let's see here. In other exciting news, we very much hope and intend to launch a digital version of Keyforge courtesy of our friends at Stainless Games. This exciting new project is currently in discussion, and we are so delighted that we simply had to share this snippet of incredible news with all Keyforge fans. Uh, hope and intend? But, uh, they're just hoping and intending, Ed. That doesn't mean it's going to happen. But that's what happens when a person talks to another person. Why, why is this different when a company puts it in a blog post? So Asmodee is a very large American company. Um, I also work for... Actually, it's French, isn't it? 
It is. It is French. Yep. It's French. Yeah, it's based in France. FFG is the the American. It Re- is American. Regardless, it's a large company. <laughs> um, yes. I also work for a very large company, and I'm currently running a a process to uh, get a technology vendor to build something that hasn't been done before. And when you're running through that process at a large, large company, it takes close to a year between sort of working out what you want and actually going out to potential providers, picking that provider, sorting out all the commercials, guiding guiding your way through all of those challenges that come with large, large corporates. So the fact that they have named Stainless Games means that there is a contract signed they've gone through that whole process it's probably taken a year if not more because first of all you've got to get the business asmodee itself to say yes we want to invest in this and we're happy to invest in this so i wouldn't be surprised if they essentially put out call of the archons went hey this is a great success said we want to do a digital implementation and it's taken that long to get to get this sorted now the good news is once you've got that contract signed, you've got the money on the table already. They would not be naming Stainless Games unless that was already the case. So yes. Stainless Games have been engaged to make this game. Now, there's always going to be a break clause in that contract just in case Stainless don't do their jobs at all or something completely goes wrong. But there's so much there's so much reason to be you know, cheerful about this right now. I think it's unlikely that that's not going to happen, at least because there's probably a lot of people politically in Asmodee that have staked their careers on this actually happening, um, <laughs> who are probably higher up than you know, uh, the, the, the FFG level. So I think, I think there's probably a lot of will and a lot of motivation to make that happen. Um, this looks like a great company that they've chosen to make this. They've got a history of making this with the biggest TCG of being the biggest TCG's digital implementation for six years solid, mm-hmm. a mobile friendly implementation. And they're a British yes. company, which means they have to be extremely good. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, yeah. So I, I agree with all of that, Ed. If if things, if a contract hadn't been signed and checks hadn't been exchanged yet, putting this in a blog post would be ruining the process for everybody so they say hope and intend because there are exit clauses you know if if stainless just ghosts them or the asmodee team like uh just falls apart and can't work with stainless for some reason those are all worst case scenarios but i don't think that will happen based on them announcing it based on them saying hey we're going to keep keyforge going and then based on the internal reports from steve hamilton that we mentioned so yeah go check out some of the go check out some of the stuff they've done visit their website uh, see what they've done. Uh, they have their games have been put on iOS too. So they and uh, Android, I believe. So they've put them across multiple platforms. That's not just in browser or just on PC. So check them out. Uh, there's a lot of encouraging indicators about their experience and what they've delivered on in the past for Wizards of the Coast for their biggest money making IP of all time. Indeed, indeed. (laughs) Yeah, I I think it's super exciting. This is the stuff that we've wanted to hear about for years at this point. Yes. It's a bit of a bitter pill that it comes with the other piece, but still, in the long term, we're excited about it and we wouldn't be 
we wouldn't be carrying on making content if we didn't have faith in the future of the game. And we, we do honestly have faith, right? I've been asked in a few channels, like, hey, are you just putting on a good face for the community? Or like, are you actually optimistic? And I'm actually optimistic, right? I am actually optimistic uh, about this, even though I am on record. And I will say this is the happiest I've been to be wrong. And I mostly went on record for this because... I would be happy to be wrong for this. I went on record saying I don't expect a digital version to ever happen. The reports that we had uh, just kind of via the the grapevine and people I trust mentioning things uh, vaguely, uh, all the indications I had was that it there, it wasn't going to be moving or it wasn't going to happen. So this was a better kept secret than, than I anticipated. So yeah. uh, please quote treat my old takes that are now wrong about digital key forge never happening. And I will celebrate that that was totally incorrect. <laughs> and and I'll repeat again, it sucks in the short term, but I'm yes, after this announcement, 100%. I'm more more uh more confident in the future of Keyforge than I was before this announcement because yeah. that digital implementation by a trusted brand gives gives this game so many legs that it wouldn't have had if it didn't have that potential digital implementation. I agree. As long as we get th- as long as the game gets through it, I think the game is going to be bigger and better on the other side even though this hiatus really does stink. And let's talk a little bit about what that other side looks like with the winds of change. Yes. I mean, exchange. <laughs> the winds of exchange. Yes. Set 6 announced all sorts of emotional roller coaster news with uh, in this relatively short blog post, funnily enough. So yeah, it's got uh, a new house, a new color scheme. It seems to have some economic trade theming, po- probably around the, the new house. And there is a big house mix up in Winds of Exchange, isn't there, Ed? Can you uh, can you go over for us who is in and who is out? Yeah, this is bold, and I love Mostly it. Mostly because I want you to hear. I want to hear you say Mars is in again. That's why I'm tossing that over to you, Thanks. so you can suffer. Thanks, Zach. Um, <laughs> well, tragically, we're losing Untamed. Danny, how could you? I know this is your favorite house. Um, <laughs> uh, we're losing Logos, uh, and we're losing House Shadows, and this means that there will be, as of set six no house in Keyforge that has been in every set. So those three houses that are leaving Zach have been in every single set so far. And we're losing those three houses, which is super exciting because the game's going to feel a little bit different. And when it comes out again and new people pick it up, they're not going to have seen maybe those three houses that have just been in it since day one for us, which is super cool. But we've got three new houses in. We've got Brobnar. We've got... (sighs) We've got House Mars and <laughs> we've got a new one. Um, and I, I've gone through like the Keyforge RPG book and I wanted to find, is it one of the two houses in there, the Skyborn or or the Inspired? Um, but it doesn't look like either of those houses, Zach. So I think we've got ourselves an entirely new one. I, I believe so. I don't think it's inspired because their merch, uh, this new house is merchant focused and inspired and inspired uh, lean towards more uh, detachment from kind of uh, crucible-esque possessions, right? They're a bit more meditative, pursuing pursuing the, the vision of Amber. So yeah, I think this is a totally new house. 
Uh, I think this is a totally new house. I'm excited. It's definitely going to play with Amber a lot. Amber is probably the currency they use, given that Shadows is out. There will probably be, they will be stealing things or uh, taking Amber in more of the uh, Anahita the Traitor way, right? Who says, you know, reap, give control of an artifact to opponent they give you to Amber. That's not stealing. That's just a different kind of exchange of Amber. So, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what it is thematically. And uh, I know a couple FFG people listen. I don't think it would hurt to go ahead and uh, sprinkle some spoilers out across the next X amount of months. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I think that's a really good idea. Just keep, yeah, give us stuff to talk about. No, <laughs> we've got <laughs> enough stuff to talk about, but we'd love a little bit more. Um, and, mm-hmm. and spoilers would be fun. My Amber here, Zach, is on you trading at your own amber for very strong effects which you know the kind of lose x number of amber do this thing which i think is super cool i love those risk reward type things yeah yes um i agree and uh ed i'm going to to add uh, just add another piece of good news that people might not be seeing that actually came in uh very recently aaron haltum posted to facebook uh, within the last hour or two. And it's a very encouraging message. Um, so if uh, you're not a part of the Keyforge Facebook group, uh, check out Aaron Haltham's post. Uh, I'll also link uh, a copy of a screenshot in the show notes so you can see that if you're not on Facebook or just want to see it a bit more quickly. Uh, Aaron says he doesn't have new information, um, confirms that basically the article is correct. There was a big loss of data and that broke the algorithm, but he is excited about rebuilding the algorithm in a way that integrates really well with uh, the digital the digital version. Um, and to do some new things with the algorithm that they noticed while you know working with the algorithm previously. So uh, Aaron is still very excited. And of course, as we've said before, when Aaron has taken to Facebook, uh, this is not his job. It's not Steve Hamilton's job to post to these communities and say things, which, you know, when you're under asthma day, uh, it's usually probably not the most welcome thing to like the higher ups, except here's the thing. It encourages us as the fans. Right. And it's what we need to hear. So big thank you to to Aaron yeah. for posting there. That is very encouraging. We we really appreciate uh, your words of confidence that really just help us feel good about what the, the long-term future can look like. And actually, we really feel for you, Aaron, as well, and Danny oh, yeah. and Tyler. Gosh. It really sucks <laughs> for you guys. We know that you've put in so much time and effort building the next three three sets of Keyforge, and to have this thrust upon you might must be really, really tough for, for a game that you all love. So um, here's to... Here's to here's to you guys and here's to uh enjoying the positives of this that you get to rebuild it in a way that you want from the ground up and uh we can't wait yeah yeah i agree i agree fully i agree fully wouldn't be surprised zach if they sort of wait it out a little bit wait for those supply chain disruptions to to go away, um, wait until that digital implementation, at least a beta of it, is ready, um, and then release the digital and the six set together in a kind of soft relaunch. That would be that would be my bet. Mm. That that would certainly be smart. I think uh, <laughs> you know most speculation. There's plenty of it in in all the Keyforge channels right now. You know, speculation is only so helpful. But yeah, that would that would make that would make some that would make some good sense and. 
I, I think FFG, unless they decide to pick up OP when it's safe to do so before the new set launches and after COVID, right? If there's a gap there, um, uh, I think that relaunch is where we're going to see FFG go all in on helping this game be all it can be with the digital version, the sixth set, the relaunch of organized play. Um, and we know because we've heard from people we trust, uh, Aaron and Steve, right, that uh, that the people working on this game love this game. And that's awesome. This game is their livelihood. This It's, it's Ed and I's uh, hobby to play it and talk about it, right? And we're sad. So we really appreciate all the people who are in the thick of it and going through this yeah. um, on the FFG side who do really believe in the game. Indeed, indeed. So once again, Call of Discovery isn't going anywhere. We are still your friendly neighborhood Keyforge podcast. And we will be back next week where we have interviewed Soho Jin. You may have seen Mike on the Keyforge subreddit. He posts some of the most interesting and insightful threads on the Reddit and uh, and has done for, for many, many months. So we're looking forward to bringing that to you soon. Uh, if you're enjoying Call of Discovery, please subscribe on your podcast app of choice. Uh, and if you're new, there's no worries about the game being on hiatus because you can still enjoy this game and you can go to Archon Arcana, the wonderful Keyforge wiki. It is linked below and start your own unique journey into this wonderful game. If you want to support us in a monetary fashion, please visit our Patreon link below where you can sign up to support us monthly and enjoy rewards like our exclusive Discord, where we get many topics and questions for this show, and our exclusive podcast series, Beyond Discovery, which is also not going on hiatus. Let us know what you'd like to see more of or less of in future shows by interacting with us. You can drop us an email at podcast at callofdiscovery.com. But most importantly, if you think a friend would enjoy this podcast and Keyforge, please help them to discover it. Have you answered the call of discovery? Discovery.